Welcome home. I'm so glad you hit play on my podcast, Home Ec Express. And I am your host, Jamie Umpenauer, and this is episode 20. What is seasonal eating? Hey guys, so first of all, I'm so excited to have episode 20. That is a big deal for me. It's a lot of commitment to do a podcast every week and to have gone uh, 20 weeks now of giving you material to help your life and your home and to share my business with you as well. Um, Last week when I posted episode 19, my friend Amy Fordyce down in uh, Pismo Beach, she messaged me and I, hey, Amy, if you're listening, and she was like, hey, you know that most people don't even make it to episode 19. And that's huge. And I was so excited because she podcasts uh, Mindset Matters, which I highly recommend. And she just hit, I believe, episode 49 or 50. So congratulations to her. That's a big deal because, uh, you know, trying to always be consistent and putting out interesting content is definitely a challenge in the podcasting world. But I love that with Home Ec Express and the world of life skills, it is very broad and uh, it is just there's just so much out there and so much to learn and grow from and to make our personal lives better, improve our health, improve the health of our home and our family, and to be able to feel confident and self-sufficient with what you're able to do for yourself and for your family. So today though, I wanted to talk about seasonal eating because we're going to be getting into big harvest season pretty soon. And seasonal eating is something I don't think you know, a lot of people put thought into, probably you do if you're a farmer, (laughs) because you do work on the seasons, obviously. But it is such an important part of being healthy and promoting good eating to your family. Um, So what exactly is seasonal eating? So if we go to WebMD, they say that seasonal eating is a sustainable way of changing your diet that has health advantages. This lifestyle encourages you to eat fruits and vegetables that are in season for your geographic area, like eating pears in the fall, oranges in the winter, asparagus in the spring, tomatoes in the summer, etc. Before science played a part in agriculture, you could only find fresh produce during the season it was grown in best since that produce relies on the weather, the soil conditions, nature around it. Uh, So once science got involved and then of course trade agreements with other countries in southern hemispheres, that changed things. But there is a disadvantage to that, which we'll get to when we're eating things that are not grown in our local communities. Uh, So basically, one of the major health advantages to eating seasonally, instead of eating the same thing all the time, which is very bad for you, unless you are in a medical fragile type of situation um, where you're very limited on what you can eat, Because when you're eating the same thing all the time, your body is not getting the proper nutrition that it needs to be properly functioning. So 
by eating seasonally and having that variety in your diet year round, you're actually um, able to get very important vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that you're not normally getting if you're just kind of eating the same foods all of the time. So another thing to really um, to think about is farmer's market because you won't see certain foods at farmer's market in the winter but you're going to see a lot of kale in the winter because it's actually a winter green. Now I live in California and we can grow kale pretty much year round here. However, that being said, kale is at its sweetest and it's most nutritious in the winter because it has to do with the temperature of the soil and the nutrients that it's pulling from the soil and it's getting more water. So if you were getting kale right now in the, in the heat of the summer, uh, and it especially it's very noticeable if you drink green drinks and you make them at home, you don't get a whole lot of juice out of kale in the summertime. But in the wintertime, you get tons of valuable juice from it. So in California, we have certain advantages because of the weather. However, even with strawberries, which I live in a strawberry growing area just a little bit down the road from us, strawberries that are in season in the spring and the, and the early summer, we can get them almost all year round. However, they're not going to be at their peak flavor and be nutritious if you're getting strawberries that are grown in the winter because they need certain elements of the sun and different uh, temperatures of the dirt to pull nutrients in order to have the most nutritious, best tasting strawberries. Same thing, you can greenhouse a lot of fruits and vegetables, but you have limits on the nutritional capacity. So right now, obviously it is going to be tomato harvest time and they're coming in beautiful and plentiful. Uh, they are at their peak in the summertime and even the early fall. Uh, with the weather, the way tomatoes like to grow is they like to start in the late spring, usually after the first frost or the last frost, excuse me. And then they're relying on the sun to help bring out all those delicious sugars in the tomato and that's why they always taste better in the summer and there's more vitamins in the tomatoes in the summer you can get tomatoes in the winter even in california but they're grown in greenhouses or hothouses and they don't really have the flavor that they will when they're grown on the vine in the field in the sun picked at its peak so we have to always kind of keep that in mind so unfortunately you know people get very spoiled and they demand things thinking that um you know that you can have whatever you want all the time sometimes you can um <clears throat> right now if you're buying apples in the grocery store you're getting very old apples. It is not time for fresh apples, right? They're still growing on the tree. Apples right now have been in cold storage since last September, maybe last October, but most likely last September. Because in the United States, the growing season for apples, they start to bud the trees in the spring. They grow all summer long, and usually they get picked in September or so. 
whatever is not, you know, fresh pick that you're eating in the fall goes into massive refrigeration. And then you can sometimes get cold storage apples uh, into may or june and then the inventory obviously is gone you can't get harvested apples in the summertime uh if you were buying apples at a at a big box grocery store right now those apples are either yes the cold storage from if they're united states apples or they're coming from the southern hemisphere of the globe so like chile australia and that's fine but here's the problem with that and I'm, I don't mean to burst your bubble. Anytime that you're buying produce from a different hemisphere or outside of the United States, even if it's coming from Mexico, anything, regardless if it's conventionally grown or organically grown, has to be gassed and have pesticides, even organic, in order to enter the United States. So you're getting food that is completely sprayed with chemicals. And they also pick them before they're ripe, even tomatoes from outside the country. They pick them before they're ripe because they're not going to make it on the journey to the United States and still be viable and sellable. So they will pick them before they're ripe, gas them in warehouses in order to get them to ripen up once they get here. And then, of course, everything's sprayed or gassed uh, with methyl bromide and different chemicals in order to prevent the um, insects from other countries invading United States agriculture. And we have to protect our agriculture. Uh, pe foreign pests can be absolutely devastating to a farmer. And so uh, the reason that there's so much imported fruits and vegetables is because the average consumer does not understand basic agriculture or basic food preservation. And so um, because they're demanding to have whatever they want anytime they want, uh, we have a lower quality produce coming in that is full of chemicals in order to meet that demand. When will it change? It will only change if the consumers start to educate themselves about eating seasonally, about buying local, getting to know their local farmers and what's grown in their area or in their state uh, so that we can be healthier. We can be uh putting our money into the local economy rather than other countries and, and big, huge corporations. So it's super, super important that we pay attention to that. Another thing is melons. Watermelons right now are at their peak. They're wonderful. They're delicious. They're sweet as sugar. And eventually, you know, the watermelon crop is going to be done here in probably another month or so. And, uh, if you are in January and you're buying watermelon, A, it doesn't taste as good, but B, it's coming from foreign countries and been completely, you know, co coated in chemicals in order to get it here. So in the winter, we should be eating citrus fruit. We should be eating those apples, um, different things like that, that we know are in their peak. And people always associate, I always laugh about citrus fruit because we associate it with summer because they're bright, they're, you know, cheerful. And of course, who doesn't like lemonade in the summer, right? But a citrus fruit peak is in the winter. And I love this because like God has a sense of humor, right? 
So if you look at the difference between citrus fruit and stone fruit, stone fruit is like peaches, plums, apricots, which are still coming in right now. Stone fruit is a summer crop, early summer to midsummer, uh, and it has a very thin skin, right? Can you imagine a thin skin fruit trying to grow and harvest in the wintertime, right? So that's why you never have peaches in the winter. But remember in the old days, oranges used to actually be a gift in, in for Christmas back in the old days? Well, that's because our bodies need the vitamin C to build our immune system to get through cold and flu season, which is always late fall and winter, right? Because we've lost all common sense of how these cycles work in the last two years in our world. So if you look at the skin of citrus fruit, it's very, very thick, right? And so when there's a really hard frost or really bizarre weather, in the winter in Florida and California, the first thing that you'll hear in agriculture is protecting the citrus crop because they want to make sure that they can still harvest the crops of the citrus fruit um, at its peak and protect it from getting frost damage. But citrus fruit in this in the winter can actually withstand a lot of uh, weather weather shock, you know, that warm to really cold wind, rain, things like that, because they are designed with that thick skin to pr then provide us with all of the vitamin C that we need to get through uh, cold and flu season. Now, citrus trees actually keep producing, right? They actually can keep producing later in the year, but when you're getting harvest in the summer of citrus fruit, it doesn't, it, the shelf life of the citrus fruit is not as good. So lemons will go mushy really fast because of the heat. So we can still get them, but they're not as good and they're not at their nutritional um, max in the summertime. And so people get a little frustrated because if they're buying local uh, citrus fruit, it doesn't last on the counter as long or in the refrigerator as long. So that's something to think about. Um, and, and really, we are really lucky that we have the variety of, of foods that we have uh, and that we just really need to work with the general public, I think, on understanding, A, where does your food come from, right? Where does it come from? Why is it the way that it is? Why is it I can only get pumpkins in the fall? Why can I only get zucchini unless it comes from a hothouse in the summer? We need to have a better understanding of that and really teach basic agriculture and basic common sense and the tie to the health. Because if we're not eating properly, you are going to eventually get sick. Can you heal your body through food? Absolutely, right? But you have to pay attention to what you're eating, when you're eating it, and what is the value of that food, and also have a deeper understanding of what is grown in what season in your local area or in your state. Uh, we are very fortunate to have amazing technology to move us forward so that really the United States can feed the world. But then I bet it always makes me ask, then why are we importing so much food? Because we can grow so much here to sustain ourselves 
uh, if we would just start using common sense in how we do our food. So the other part of seasonal eating is learning, especially if you grow your own fruits and vegetables. I know it's tomato season, so learn how to preserve your food. And we'll do that on another podcast episode. But I want to really encourage you to go to your farmer's market, go to your local organic markets, and find out what our farmers are growing and harvesting now, what is in season now, and start asking those questions so that you can be a more educated consumer, that you're spending your money in your local economy, not sending it around the world to all of these um, international corporations that really control the food. Uh, it's up to us to change the path and bring agriculture back home, bring our food economy back home, and uh, really start participating in our local agriculture economy, uh, not just for the, the financial, but also for our personal health. If people had a better idea how to eat, we wouldn't be living in the crazy world with all the lockdowns and all the stupidness because people don't know how to take care of themselves. And the first place that health begins is what you put into your body. So seasonal eating is giving yourself that variety of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and more that your body demands and body needs in order to keep it functioning at its best and not getting sick. So that is my lesson for today, you guys. Some exciting news is that we have now partnered with OutSchool to start teaching youth classes. And our first class, the three basic things you need to know in the kitchen before learning how to cook is available right now for your teenagers. Go to homeecexpress.com and follow the link so that you can register your teens. I think there's three different days and times available right now. Uh, and those are live cooking classes with me. And uh, that is going to be so much fun for everybody. Uh, and again, we're starting every week. We're getting new content put up on homeecexpress.com. And I hope that you have a beautiful week. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And make sure that you subscribe at homeecexpress.com and get the free download of homemade cleaners for a healthy home. Talk to you next week.